This is a Cincy fan talking with LP. You can catch me on Twitter. That's a Cincy fan talking. You say it like it sounds, just leave off the G. If you have ideas for the show, you can reach me at Cincy underscore fan talk at yahoo.com. If you have any suggestions for the show, make sure you leave them there. Who knows? You might find yourself as part of the show. Any feedback would be definitely appreciated. And also, make sure you hit the link tree page that's on my Twitter. Make sure you click on that. You can find all the different ways to contact me there. Enjoy the show. What's up, y'all? What's going on, everybody out there in podcast land? Welcome to another episode of A Cincy Fan Talking with LP. And, of course, this is yours truly, LP. Man, man, man. Check it out, y'all. I will say, you know, it's good to be back, you know, back in the saddle. Haven't really put one up uh, as far as podcast episodes in a couple weeks. But that's not really 100% true, y'all. I real life did the entire pod from beginning to end, ran off a nice episode for y'all, and was about to go ahead and drop it, and then I realized only half of it recorded. I'm like, what? I I got, like, podcast gold here, and y'all only got half of it? I don't even know what happened, y'all. I really don't know what happened. If I could tell you what happened, I would tell you what happened, but I have no clue. I did everything I normally do, and you know as far as editing go, that's like zero anyway. <laughs> like, whatever happens, happens on the pod, man. That's just how I feel about it. So I go to, um, you know, put it in the system or whatever to get it out to y'all. It's not there. Only half of it is there. I don't know what happened. It's like my voice just dropped off, and I was looking at the recording mechanisms I use. I'm like, it's working. I can still see my voice modulating through. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I'm not big on excuses anyway. So I just got to do something different this time to make sure it work out. Because, man, it would hurt my heart, my soul to do all of this again. And then look through and go like, dang, I only got half of it. I mean, ain't no script to this. So it's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's wild. But, but. It's kind of, I won't say it's good that it happened, but it's real interesting what happened after I lost my stuff. Because I get notifications, you know, about stuff that happened a year ago today or whatever, a year ago yesterday. And one of my podcast like, um, descriptions pop up. And wouldn't you know it, it looks like the exact same thing I was about to talk about anyway. I was about to talk about last year. I basically had a discussion about how I'm not pulling for anybody in the World Series. I had a discussion about the Bengals taking a bad L that made them not look like playoff contenders. And I'm like, dang, is it Groundhog's Day out here? Because I'm on the same stuff right now. I'm not pulling for anybody. in. The, I have not seen a single World Series pitch. 
And, and I'm not even saying that to be braggy. I'm not saying that to be like, well, if you like baseball, you trash. Because, man, I, I, I've been through this on the pod a couple of times, y'all. I'm a baseball fan. I'm not as big of a baseball fan as I was when I was a kid. I mean, I had the baseball cards, you know. It, baseball was everything back then. But the older I got, the less important it became to me. But I still love baseball. But this World Series just don't it just don't do it for me. So I'm gonna get into that. Um I I guess I gotta talk about the Bengals. Personally, I'm tired of coming on here every time they lose. Like I gotta make I gotta make sure that I bop up on here when they win. That way we can kind of keep that good mojo going. I'm not big on curses. Y'all know that. Like I'm not I'm not the curse guy. So when things happen, I feel like they happen and you got to do your best to like, you know, step up and make it right. I believe in a couple of curses and I'll talk about them, you know, next month cuz that's when they pop up. But I feel like there's a real live curse with the Bengals on Halloween. I I mean, personally, I just feel like that. Ha- Halloween night um 2014 or whatever. The Bengals lose to the Dolphins on a safety in overtime. That's some spooky stuff right there. Like <laughs> then you got last year, the Bengals have an eleven point lead and then they, I don't know, just piss down their leg. I don't know. <laughs> like it was bad. And they end up losing the game to the Jets on Halloween. This past Monday. And and the messed up part about it is, you know, the whole city all hype. You got people dressed up as Burrow. You got people dressed up as Chase. They got the grills in their mouth walking around. Trick or treat. You know, we all, we all gassed up. And then they go out there and lay an egg. I'm not pretending that it hurts me more than it hurts the players. Like, let's be for real, y'all. We fans and we upset. They played the game, so you know they pissed off. So, I mean, they got to be more upset than we are. I mean, they're professionals. But I really got two things about this because there's really not much to say when your squad gets blown out like that. Like, like there's really not much to say. Well, if this would have happened, then we would have won. But it was the referee. Nah, man. Y'all know me. If my squad, if I feel like my squad got like cheated or or got done bad, I state that when they take L's and the other team was just better, I'm gonna come on here and say that. The Browns were better. The Browns have been better for the past few years, which is crazy when you have a Bengals team that went to a Super Bowl. But right now, the Browns got our number. So my first thing is, well, I think I got three things. The first one is don't make excuses for this, y'all. Bengals fans, look, look, look at me, even though you can't see me. L- listen to my voice when I say this. <laughs> we lost. Badly. I mean, every every team, even the playoff teams, they have games where you just kind of go like, oh, for real? This is the first Bengals game this year. The first one where from start to finish, they just look bad. It happens to every single team in the NFL. They have a team, they have a game where you just go like, did y'all wake up today? Did you leave the hotel room? You know we had a game, right? Like, 
Every team has one of those. Hopefully, this is the only Bengals game where they, where you go like, well, didn't have a chance there. Oh, well. They didn't have a chance from jump. They had a great first drive that ended in an interception. As soon as that happened, I'm like, here we go again. It was a wrap. So, point one. Accept this Bengals L, y'all. Accept it for what it is. A good team that had a bad game. Because that's basically what it was. Which leads me to point number two, which is the only thing I'll say about the Bengals' performance other than it was trash. The Bengals need to lean on Joe Mixon more. Think about it like this. Yeah, I think this is accurate. Um, Let's say you break your leg. (laughs) Your leg's going to heal, right? You broke your leg. Would you do the same stuff that you do when you had, like, two functional legs? Would you just run down the street? Would you just climb as many steps as you could? You know, would you do stuff like that? Or would you compensate for it? Would you kind of compress your trips? Like, would you try to make less trips to do what you got to do? Would you start using crutches? Like, stuff to make it, stuff to make it easier for you while you have that missing leg. Not missing leg. That would be wild. <laughs> Why you have that broken leg? Of course you will, because you realize that you cannot do what you normally do. I mean, you can do it, but you won't be as effective. That's the Bengals' predicament right now. They're losing a big piece of the offense. They are. You can do two things. You can act like the person that still feels like they have two functional legs. You can keep doing the exact same thing you do, and it might work out, but it won't work out with the same effect. Or you can shift your focus and do something else that you could be really good at doing. The Bengals need to give the ball to Joe Mixon. Repeatedly, this does two things. Number one, it lets the other team know that you're willing to run the ball so they can't just sit back there and wait for you to pass it. That's number one. And number two, you can't do what you normally do. You can't, not effectively. The only way you'll be able to do it effectively is when you show that you can do other things. Because people aren't, I mean, these defenses aren't dumb. They know you're losing a big weapon on your offense. So you're going to get covered a little bit differently, especially if people don't think you're going to run the ball. So give the ball to Joe. Give the ball to Joe. Uh, My buddy, big Cleveland Browns fan, huge Browns fan. He was basically like, you know, teams in Ohio, we don't necessarily do what we're supposed to do when we're supposed to do it. We don't really do that. Teams usually go like, oh, you think we're going to run the ball? Okay, we're going to throw it. Okay, you think we should run the ball? Yeah, we're going to throw it. And, And it's weird, but the Browns were doing that a lot. The Bengals are starting to do that a lot. And you just kind of need to gain focus. You're not going to have a weapon that you normally have for another three, four weeks. Adjust. Adapt. Don't keep banging your head against the same wall. It's not going to work out. Run the ball. Shift what you do. Get better at that. And become two-dimensional because the Bengals just feel one-dimensional right now. Point number three. 
even though all this mess has happened to the Bengals. The Bengals are 4-4. Four and four. If they win against Carolina, and I'm saying if because I'm I'm out of the business of thinking that wins are wins. Like, I'm, I'm out of that business, y'all. No longer will I be like, okay, we're going to win the next four games because we play this team and that team. Nah, forget that. It never works out that way. Our schedule is easy. We're going to run the table before our schedule gets tougher. Nah, Jack, forget that. They're all tough at this point. These teams are professionals. They're full of professional players who are trying to win the game. If the Bengals beat Tampa, if the Bengals beat Carolina, the Bengals will be five and four. Guess what the Bengals record was um at this time last year? Five and four. It's okay, Bengals fans. It's okay. People are gonna be like, oh well, you know, the Bengals are trash. Look at their record and look how they're playing. Don't sweat it, all right? Don't sweat it. The Bengals will be okay as long as they shift their focus to a run attack and then kind of run the passing game off of that, all right? So don't let people tell you it's over. Don't believe that it's over. It's not quite over just yet. We still got a shot, a big shot, a game out of first place, a game out of first. The Bengals will be fine. Now, if this doesn't work out that way and the Bengals are not fine, then we can have a different discussion. But it's a little too early to jump off the bus right now. I mean, I think it's a little bit too early for that. So basically, that's my three points on the Bengals, y'all. Um, can we stop playing games on Halloween? Like, is that possible? Can we just never play a game on Halloween? I just don't feel like it works out. And I'm not the curse guy, like I said before, but... Something about us and Halloween just don't mix. I don't know. Do we eat too much candy? Like, I don't know. (laughs) It's crazy. The college football playoff rankings came out. I I can't act like I care. I I, I really don't, y'all. It's the first one. And you you know ESPN does this because, you know, they want those ratings. They want everybody turned in. They want debate. They want discussion. So they'll put teams in different places to kind of get that going. It's, it's the first one. I, I won't say nobody cares because I know some of y'all out there going like, well, man, it's messed up that Clemson's in front of Michigan, and which I really don't agree with. I mean, I think Michigan should be higher. But when you really think about it, this will be like looking at the preseason top 25. It's great to be first. It's great to be first at anything for real, like anything positive. <laughs> but when you really think about it, do these rankings really matter? Like real talk? I mean, I guess if you're, like, ranked 6th or 7th and you see it, I don't even think it mattered in, for real, y'all. Like, not for real, because there's still so much football to be played. You got Tennessee and Georgia that have to play each other. One of them going down, they're going to slide down the rankings. You got Michigan and Ohio State playing. After Michigan loses, they're going to slide down the rankings. Uh, look, man, I, I, can't wait to, I can't wait for Ohio State to beat Michigan. I'm so tired of just sitting here, sitting on Twitter, listening to some of the Michigan homies and just having to take it because that's all you can do when you take an L. 
Like, and we're going to jump into this, like, real quick, too. But when you take an L, you got to understand, like, that's that's your L. You, you got to hold that L. You can't be out here like, no, nah, because we won the last eight. And, man, if y'all wouldn't have cheated, I'm telling you, we Look, man, when our team wins, I, I'm letting people know. And I don't want to hear you going like, no, nah, man, you got lucky. No, nah, you lost. So when my team loses, I just sit there. I just go like, okay. Okay, we see you next year. Have your fun. I've been saying this all year. Have your fun, Michigan fans. Enjoy yourself. Live it up. Wave your Michigan has beat. Ohio State hasn't beaten Michigan for 1,005 days. Wave that flag up high, for real. It's kind of BS real talk where you say 1,000 days when they didn't even play in 2020. But I'm like, okay, add the extra days. Come November 26th, it's all over with. It's over with. So live it up, Wolverine fan. <laughs> Enjoy your moment in the sun. But as far as the rankings go, you're going to have so many teams knocking each other out. Like, your team just needs to win. If your team does what they need to do, then they'll be in the college football playoff. Unless you're a group of five team or a Pac-12 team or probably a Big 12 team or an ACC team that's not Clemson. <laughs> I'm not joking, y'all. This is a system that's rigged from jump. It's rigged from jump, man. There are only nine or ten teams that have a chance every year. I mean, for real, let's just call it spade a spade. There's only ten teams that have a chance every year. You'll have a team that kind of jumps up, but they got to do some astronomical stuff and they got to get other people to lose. Like it's kind of a mess. I'm glad the system's going to 12 because with four, it's just basically that lunchroom table where only the certain kids can sit. And if somebody else tries to go over, everybody kind of looking at them like, what you doing over here? Like this, this our table. We don't let nobody else sit over here. That's basically what the college football playoff system is. So, Making that table bigger is awesome. So don't don't sweat the rankings too much. I mean, it's real life just window dressing. The season will play itself out, so don't panic. Like, oh, man, like what if we got six undefeated teams? Yeah, that's not going to happen. So, oh, um, real quick, Jim Harbaugh, not my favorite coach at all, but – he made an astounding point when he was like, you know, the Michigan State players that was roughing up the Michigan players in the um in the tunnel. When he was like, apologies won't get it and criminal charges need to happen. That's real. That's that's a coach being honest and taking up for his kids. That's what should happen. It's like I said before, learn how to hold an L. Michigan State just look even worse after playing the way they played during the game and then coming out and trying to, like, fight players in the tunnel after the game. That's crazy. Like, y'all look super lame doing that. When you lose, you lose. I, I'm a, I, I'm of the mindset, like, when you when you win, say little. When you lose, say less. That's That's always been my standpoint. You can't be up here losing and trying to fight. And, man, that's... That's whack. It's it's a lot of people out there that don't understand how to just 
take the loss and use it to help you build into a win. And, and it's real messed up. And you got people from Michigan State trying to fight folks. I get that that tunnel was cramped. It's kind of weird and messed up that you got players from opposing teams walking shoulder to shoulder through the tunnel. But that's just how it is. Just because you're next to somebody that's not on your team, it doesn't mean that you can just fight them and punch them in the face. Like, he's not on your team. Like, if y'all talking mess, y'all talking mess, but there's no excuse for putting your hands on somebody else. There's no excuse for it, unless it's, like, of a self-defense nature. But even then, somebody put their hands on somebody else first, and that shouldn't have happened. You play in a football game where you're required to keep your composure. And if you don't, you get penalized for it and hurt the team. So why is it not the same when you get off the field? It's the same thing. You have to keep your composure or you hurt the team. So now you got players from Michigan State getting kicked off. And I know Mel Tucker was upset because I won't put it completely on the coach. You got a whole lot of players on your squad. You It's your job to account for everybody. It is. Like, that's on you. But people are going to do what they're going to do. It's your job to instill in them what they're supposed to do and deal out punishments for those that don't. I mean, that's really your job. And kicking them off the team and going for like more action, that's commendable. And if Harbaugh feels like that's not enough, that's cool too. Because somebody apologizes, that doesn't mean you have to accept it though. Not for real. You made the apology. It's your job to sit back and see if the other person accepts it or not. If they don't, You don't have a right to be upset about that. I'm not saying Mel Tucker is upset about that. I'm just saying. An apology isn't window dressing to go like, well, okay, at least I apologize. You got to really mean it. So Michigan State's doing what they're supposed to do, and you got you to gotta commend that. But people got to learn how to hold else. <laughs> real talk, that's, that's just where I'm coming from. No real need to talk about the World Series for me. No, nah, not for real. <laughs> I think I got like a minute or two to talk about it, but I don't know. It's just a lot of factors that lead to me not wanting to watch the World Series. You got you got Houston in it, and Houston real life cheated to win a World Series before, and there was no punishment. There was no punishment for the players there. When I say no punishment, I mean zero punishment for the players that were involved. I think the coach got fired, but he ended up going somewhere else. The manager ended up going somewhere else anyway. So when you can cheat like that and literally get away with it and you're back in the same position over and over again, it it just kind of turns me off, man. And I know it's Astros fans like, well, we here now. We didn't cheat. The thing about cheating is, if you cheated and got caught, we can assume, and probably correctly, that it's not the first time you cheated. I mean, it can't be. You probably cheated before and we didn't catch you. Well, you can't assume that. I assume that you didn't cheat the first time and you cheated anyway. <laughs> so how are you going to tell me I can't assume that? That's wild. That's, that's one reason why I'm just kind of turned off. And secondly, I mean, baseball doesn't feel like the same game that it used to feel like to me. I used to see people like me represented in the game 
on a regular basis and you just don't really see that anymore. I mean, I don't think there's a single African-American person in the World Series. And that's absolutely crazy. Now, that's not the sole reason why I'm not watching it. It, it really isn't. If it was, I would tell you. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of indifferent. Maybe if there were different teams in it, I would feel like I would watch it. I probably wouldn't. If the Reds aren't in it, I'm not really watching it. And baseball is just one of those it's one of those sports to me where if my team's not playing, I'm not really watching. Like I just don't I just don't really care, <laughs> I, I suppose. Now, there are other sports that aren't like that. Basketball, I can kinda watch whoever's playing. College basketball, I can pretty much watch who's ever playing. Um soccer, more than I used to. I'm able to watch different countries play and kind of get into it. But baseball is just one of those games where it's just so regionalized. And college football used to feel like that to me. But the more I watch it, the more I feel like, you know, you got players from everywhere playing against each other. I don't know. Maybe I'll give game five a shot. I mean, Houston just pitched a no-hitter. Even if I don't like Houston, that's that's commendable in a World Series. I mean, you, you gotta you gotta respect that. So maybe I'll give Game Five a shot, and and hopefully I'm not. I won't say I'm bored out of my mind because it's the World Series. You can't be bored watching the World Series, but maybe I won't feel as indifferent. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I let y'all I let y'all know how I felt about Games Five and Six. Um, before we roll out, before we go ahead and head out. Um, how are we gonna do this? Yeah, yeah, we'll go ahead and hop into this. Um, Thanksgiving's around the corner. Um, if, if you got folks that you haven't really reached out to, um, kind of make it a point to try to do that. All right, like make it a point to you know take somebody you haven't texted in a long time. Maybe, maybe I had like a falling out or something like that. See if you can go ahead and hit that person up and just say, hey, what's up? Even if they haven't reached out to you and you're like, you know, they can call me too. I'm always doing the call. They'll never call back. Just give it a shot because you just never know how long you have with somebody. Like, you really don't. Life is unscripted, all right? Like, real, real talk. Life is completely unscripted. You really don't know what's going to happen. We all have our plans completely laid out. We know what we're going to do today, next week, next month, next year. We have all of these plans. We have our big schedules and life has a way of completely upending your schedule and making you do something else. All right. So you just never know. So while we here, because we only got one of these lives, right? While we here, just try to make the best of it, man. Um, Reach out to people you love and care for, hit them up, and, and just say, hey, you'll be surprised at, at how those little conversations can become like big conversations. And all the stuff you want to talk about, it just kind of like organically pops up and you get to have those discussions, all right? Because you, you really don't want to leave this earth or you really don't want somebody that you care about leaving this earth and you go like, dang, I never got to talk to that person to fix stuff. Like, I, I never got to do that. And that stuff will mess with you. So if you can, you know, just send that text out. 
leave that message, make that quick phone call, and just and just check on people, man. Just see just see what's going on with them. Because if it's anything that I learned from this pandemic, is that you only get one of these lives, and it's best to make the best of it. And that's not meaning that you know you got to go out and live it up and you know party and just go crazy with it. When I say that, what I mean is you got a core amount of people that really care about you. And it's best to let them know that you feel the same while you can. Because nothing's a given, y'all, for real. Nothing's a given. So I'm going to roll out on that. Um, We're going to make sure we try to get this out on Tuesdays, all right? Um, Hopefully this recorded the right way <laughs> so this can drop. And we're going to do what we can to make sure we get out to y'all, man. Because appreciate all y'all that's been tuning in and listening, man. Like, I really do. It's it, it's big to me. On the platform, started super small. It's, what, <laughs> been, a, been two years. And the platform is still small. But it's not as small as it was before. We're growing little by little. All right? So, we appreciate y'all rolling with us. We appreciate y'all growing with us, man. For real. So, Hey, it's a Sensi fan talking with LP, and this is LP. Life is good. Peace out. If you're not ready for the conversation to end, I'm not either. Make sure to catch me on Twitter. That's a Sensi fan talking. Leave off the G at the end of it, and we can keep the conversation going. Also, don't be afraid to hit that subscribe button so you can catch the next episodes. The episodes will drop every Tuesday. If there's a change in that, I'll make sure to let you know. Appreciate the support. As always, life is good.